What does silence have to do with living and working at the contemplative edge? My name is Rashmir Bala Subramaniam and I am the host of the Contemplative Edge. Welcome. Listen and let yourself be drawn into deeper inquiry and wonder. If you enjoy this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or at www.contemplative-edge.com forward slash listen and share the podcast with people you know would enjoy and benefit from it. So far in this season on silence, we have explored what silence is from various angles. We've asked, for example, is silence simply the absence of sound? Is silence empty or full? Is it an interior condition or an exterior one? We've also looked at our comfort or discomfort, as the case may be, with silence and the varying different tones and patterns and forms of silence in relationships. We've discussed the extraordinary power and effects of silence and recognised that there is growing fear of silence in society today. We've touched on the paradox of silence in nature and how though nature is never silent or still, it can create deep silence and stillness within us. And we've briefly reflected on the relationship between silence, stillness, and spaciousness, three distinct and yet deeply interconnected things. We've touched on the oneness or a sense of oneness with the silent scape. There is, of course, so much more that could be said about silence and discussed and reflected on with respect to silence. And I hope you will continue your explorations beyond this season of the Contemplative Edge podcast. And if you're interested, I'll put some suggested resources in the show notes, which might give you a good starting point for continuing your explorations of silence. Uh, Two that come to mind immediately are Thich Nhat Hanh's wonderful book on silence, called Silence, The Power of Quiet in a World Full of Noise. And also, I'll put a link to the website of Ando, a poet, writer, contemplative and silence facilitator with a deep passion for silence. To give you a taste of her work, here's one of her short poems. Life happens in the silences. It is in the spaces in between the events of our lives, even the small events, such as making a cup of tea, brushing our teeth. It is in these silent spaces between that we find ourselves. Create space for silence in your life, and it will create space for you. 
It's been a delight to hear from so many listeners that have shifted their relationship with silence as a result of listening to the podcast. In some cases, they found themselves renewing their contemplative practice, recognizing the importance and the power of having more silence in their lives. And it's wonderful. It really is always wonderful to hear from listeners, but wonderful to hear in particular that the podcast episodes are impacting them personally and powerfully. So what about you? What, if anything, has shifted in your relationship to silence and your engagement with silence? Do feel free to find me on Twitter at Rashmir and let me know. I'd love to hear. And in the meantime, I wonder, have you noticed that slowing down is a key to inner silence? I was reminded of this this morning as I was walking to the beach and realised I was rushing with a sort of focused intent of getting to the sea. And I, I stopped, I paused, I looked around and immediately slowed down. And then as I continued walking at a slower pace, I was stunned by the wider perspective I suddenly had, the expansive sense of the soundscape and the different number of birds that were chirping in and around me. It was as though by slowing down, nature had come alive around me. Of course, nature was alive regardless of where my focus was and how fast or slow I was moving. But that connection to the awareness shifting was incredibly powerful. So next time when you notice yourself hurrying or rushing or being overly focused on what you have to do or where you're trying to get to, slow down and notice what opens up and whether inner silence arises as you slow down and what in particular that enables. This kind of slowing down is in fact, in my experience anyway, more important to cultivating silence than stopping or withdrawing from noise or even being alone. And the beauty of it is that we can do it anywhere, anytime, any place. I suppose in a sense that is the art of mindfulness, which is such a simple and powerful practice. And it's a practice that builds on itself over time in very powerful ways. So slowing down and silence are key to living and working at the contemplative edge. Now, I define the contemplative edge as the place that exists within alert stillness. It is a place where perspective expands, possibilities emerge, and inspired creative action becomes clear. It is not so much a destination as a way of being, one that requires practice, a willingness to play and experiment, and the courage to go within and connect to yourself at the deepest level. It's also a place where we might find it easier to relax into not knowing, and thus it's a place where we can find and express our truth and perhaps the wider truth that we tune into while we're at the contemplative edge. Now, you may have a different definition of the contemplative edge, though I'll bet that there are some 
similar qualities of slowing, silence, stillness, and spaciousness inherent within your definition. These qualities are present and are developed through practice within every contemplative tradition that I know of. In fact, Richard Rohr, the Franciscan priest and founder of the Center for Action and Contemplation, said, I believe the primary orthopraxy is silence. It precedes all other spiritual practices, all other spiritual disciplines. And it is said that a man once asked Rumi, why is it that you talk so much about silence? His answer was, the radiant one inside me has never said a word. Lao Tzu said that silence is a source of great strength. And the Buddha said, silence is an empty space. Space is the home of the awakened mind. So silence is powerful and potent. Which reminds me of Gordon Hempton, the acoustic ecologist who I've spoken about in previous episodes. He said, silence is not the absence of something, but the presence of everything. It is the presence of time undisturbed. It can be felt within the chest. Silence nurtures our nature, our human nature, and lets us know who we are. Left with a more receptive mind and a more attuned ear, we become better listeners, not only to nature, but to each other. Silence can be carried like embers from a fire. Silence can be found and silence can find you. Silence can be lost and also recovered. But silence cannot be imagined, although most people think so. To experience the soul-swelling wonder of silence, you must hear it. Once again, that was Gordon Hempton, the acoustic ecologist on silence. Now, artists and creatives of all types know the incredible power and potency of silence. Claude Debussy, whose music is extraordinarily picturesque, an impressionistic form of music in some sense, said, music is the silence between the notes. Deepak Chopra said, There is no substitute for the creative inspiration, knowledge and stability that comes from knowing how to contact your core of inner silence. And Adrian Rich, an American poet, said, The impulse to create begins in a tunnel of silence. So in a world where we're constantly filling our minds with stimuli and all our senses are overstimulated. What if silence is the ultimate stimulus? Silence is certainly key to both creativity and contemplative practice, and it's also an outcome. 
In particular, when we wander in nature, we return to a state of wonder and awe. And with growing inner silence, we return to mystery, to not knowing, and to being open to what is, or perhaps just being. These experiences are not just limited to when we're in nature, they can be experienced in the everyday, as Ando suggested. And when they are experienced in our everyday, these moments of awe, of wonder, of supreme stillness and knowing, they grow and they expand and they build a deeper vein of silence and stillness within us. And as the deeper vein of silence and stillness within us grows, our ability to sense into what is alive and what is emergent, even in the midst of noise, grows, allowing us to work more effectively and more harmoniously with the creative impulse. This is the contemplative edge, where creation happens in cooperation with life. Richard Rohr put it very powerfully when he said, when we connect with silence as a living primordial presence, we can then see all other things and experience them deeply inside that container. Silence is not just an absence, but a primal presence. Silence surrounds every I know with a humble and patient I don't know. It protects the autonomy and dignity of events, persons, animals, and all created things. Richard Rohr has, has written and spoken eloquently on silence, and I will include a link to um, at least one of his pieces of writing in the show notes, if you'd like to read more. So it seems clear silence is essential to living and working at the contemplative edge. It is a sort of wholeness within which we can connect to the deeper wisdom within us and outside of us. It is a sort of knowing within which we can attune to the deeper threads and creative impulses of life. And I wonder whether on some level, silence is also a deeper plane of love. Thank you for listening and reflecting. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review over at lovethepodcast.com forward slash contemplative dash edge. And be sure to share this podcast with people you know that might enjoy it. And of course, let me know what this podcast prompted for you by finding me on Twitter at Rashmir, R-A-S-H-M-I-R. Last but not least, remember to slow down, go within, reflect and contemplate so that you can create change from the inside out. <laughs>